Yo, welcome to another Speaker Geeker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve, along with my host brethren. I'm going to start saying that. Host brethren. G Bridget. and Tommy yeah. T. In what's up, y'all, man? How y'all doing? What's happening? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm hey, you remember what, what's happening was like the phrase that yeah. everybody used? Yeah. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Y'all was on yeah. that... Uh, Fabo back in the day was right. happening. What's hey. up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fabo. I miss Fabo. That was yeah, some I energy that, that man. was just some different energy right there, man. Fabo. Wherever you at, Fabo, man, shout outs to you. Nah, I'm that man was just unique, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His voice was so different. His ending on that song is, is epic, bro. Yeah. He just started going off. Yeah, that man killed that thing, and then gave us, a, <laughs> gave us such a harmony at the end when it was right, just ending. They fade him out. Yeah, it was like, oh man, that man going in. So, nigga, uh, yeah, man, spaceships on Bankhead is my shit. Oh yeah, I'm starting to see spaceships on, on Bankhead. Oh, his highlight is ad libs. It's, oh. it's a it's a whistle that comes in there from somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> man. <laughs> Hey, Jeezy ripped that mother too. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say then the Jeezy test. <laughs> Jeezy came high in the motherfucker. Right now, right now, right now. I was like, Jeezy, come <laughs> down, man. He, he forgot. Who, he forgot who he was. <laughs> 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 I'm like, bro, you got too much money to do that right now, man. <laughs> right. Come down. He was like, I shoot a nigga dead <laughs> right <laughs> now. Like, yeah. Right now. <laughs> Not tomorrow, nigga. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. That was um, a good time for music, man. Yeah. Oh, for real. Oh, for real. <laughs> Man. Oh, um, y'all ready to talk about these? Uh, which I've been listening to already. Man, you already know. Yeah, already yeah. Know. Man, what's been in your speakers this week, Tommy T? Um, Start us off, man. Kick us off. A little bit of everything, man. This week, uh, it was a major, big, big week of new music. Um, let's see. Understatement. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start it off with this one. Uh, Weezy. Weezy, Weezy. Lil Wayne came out with the deluxe version of the Carter Five. And yeah. the first, uh, I want to say first nine songs are new. Maybe mm-hmm. the first 10. Yeah, something but like that. It's something like that, man. Um, all of them are bangers. <laughs> Every last one of them. It's like you have a mini album, and then you have the regular album. Um, so... I've been on that one. One of the songs that I'm like, wow, is uh, which one is it? Siri, him and him and uh, Lil Wayne and Two Chains, and then mm. like, he got another song called Scotty. That one's nice too. Then I just realized Raekwon was in more to the story. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that one. What else I've been listening to? I checked out Mozzie Occupational Hazard. I need to go back and listen to it again. That's probably the one that I didn't give a lot of, um, paid, a, paid a lot of attention. But um, I listened to ASAP Ferg. He came out with Floor Seats too. Yo, did you did you find it ironic that Floor Seats 2 and Carter 5 had the same exact 
album cover pretty much. Hmm. Now that you say it, <laughs> <laughs> now that you say it, and uh, man, that song "No Ceilings" that ASAP Ferg did with uh, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. The first time I heard it, man, I wasn't too into it. But this second time around, man, it was uh, it's all right. Oh. It's all right, man. I, I, I you know, I have so to you get think to that's him, one man. of the the standout tracks off of the album that people definitely need to check out. Yeah, no for, for me. You know, for me, um, he got a he okay. got one with uh, Mulatto, and you know, I like Mulatto, oh, yeah. man. So <laughs> he's everywhere right now, hey. right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, I went back and listened to that uh, Wayne <laughs> remix. I looked at the Instagram version. Hey, yeah, I saw what you was talking about, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's right here. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. She gets six oohs for that. Ooh. Hey. Hey. Um, what else? Uh, man. I don't know how you say this, but Spilly G- Spill Spill Spillage Village. <laughs> they knew how it came out. Spilligian. That's that's probably it. That's probably close. That's close. I'm gonna get. I thought it was Spilligian. Like that's religion. probably it. Spilligian. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that's nice. Yeah. That whole album is is you can rock through that one. Um, let me see. Lil Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Okay. Um Dom Kennedy, rap and roll. That one's actually man, Dom Kennedy, man, his his like voice just goes with it. You know what I'm saying? His flow is just like buttery smooth. Very much. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, goodness, <clears throat> man. Um, it's one song though, man. I can't make anything sound smooth. Right, right. Anything. I can't remember. I get him and Don Tripp confused sometimes. Trip. Yeah, because Don Tripp, man, he he dope too. I love Um, Don Tripp, man. But it's a song I can't remember who did it. But I'm thinking Don Kennedy did it. It was uh shit, man. I don't remember. It was talking about Ric Flair though, but he probably didn't do it. But. I wish I could find uh, that. that might, I think that was Dom Trip. I it think was, was Don Trip. Yeah. Okay. I think that was okay. him. But I'm not. I mean, I'm I not sure, man. I think it's one of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm not too sure. Um, I did check out Tory Lane's Daystar. Mm-hmm. Only made it to song maybe three. Okay. Um, I just don't feel comfortable listening to his music, man. There you go. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally honest with you. I just don't like listening to it. It was like I like uh, what is it? Chai tape, uh, Chai tape three or Chicks something tapes. like that. Yeah. yeah, that one. Mm. The last one he put out, I really liked that one, man. And that's what put me on to him. But for him, like for me, my my conscience got to me when I was listening to this. But I feel like I need to go through and listen to it because he did a lot of talking in this album um which we'll probably talk about a little bit later but um what else what else what else what else um i think that's pretty much it for me so what i got from you is the cartified deluxe mozzie occupational hazard floor seats two from asap ferg spilligion from yeah. Spillage Village. Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? You got to throw that back in there. Uh, oh, Trouble Kennedy. Man, too. 
I listen to Trouble Man as well. Trouble Man from T.I.? From uh, Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay. True. That's what got me to what's going on. <laughs> okay. To Marvin Gaye. Gotcha. All right. Then I got the Tory Lanez and Dom Kennedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, uh, <laughs> nice little list right there. Steve, what's up, man? What you got? Yo, so, <laughs> hey, you talking about a week filled of music. So, um, I kind of started off my week uh, listening to Pac-Man the Gunner Man. Uh, Pac-Man the Gunner Man, man, he's from West Coast. Uh, check him out if if uh, anybody hasn't, man. He got uh, something out called No Guts, No Glory. And, man, Pac-Man dope. I've been on him for a little minute, a uh, minute now. I want to... I want to say that he, you know, he was one of Nipsey Hussle's uh, associates. Okay. Uh, actually, he was. He was on All Money In, uh, No Money Out. He was on the label um, before, of course, before the untimely death of uh, of Nip. But yeah, and pretty much, I, I, you know, they still got that going. This actually released in 2019. But man, I jumped on Pac Man, the Gunner Man. Uh, check him out. It's got a uh, list of people on there from Jay Stone to Mozzie to OT Genesis. Um, <clears throat> go back and check that out, man. If it's one song, man, check out the one Gotti with him and Mozzie. Uh, yeah, check that one out. But he got a lot, man. He got a lot on there. You say Gotti? Yeah, it's called Gotti. G O T T I, uh, featuring yeah. Mozzie. So check that one out. Um, gotcha. Never Gonna Change with OT Genesis. There's a couple other ones, Reasons. Yeah, there's a couple ones on that. So if y'all got some time, man, check out, check out Pac Man, the Gunner Man from. Uh, and, and, and tell me what you think about him. Uh, after Pac Man the Gunner Man, man, I I was in my mode for some reason. I want to hear some little hear some Marlo, so I listened to that first and uh first and third man. Uh, R. P. Marlo, I really hate his life was cut short because he really mm-hmm. had something uh off this album, especially. I mean, a lot of people probably know the song with him and Future, uh, first and the third. So, and he and he had a couple other ones on here. Uh, Black okay. Youngster and Moneybag Yo was on there, so called uh, FM and Ice On with Gucci. He had a couple ones on here, man. Fake Love is probably one of my favorite records on here. So you get a chance, man. Check out check out that uh, first and third with Marlo. Still gonna be one of my favorite artists. I hate that his life was cut short, but you know, uh, another album that I listened to. Unlike you, Tommy, my country did not kick in. <laughs> That Tory Lanez is fire. I'm sorry. It, it just is what it is. Um, <laughs> I feel you. But I've right. been... We'll talk about that later. We ain't got to talk too much about it right now. I've been one to... <laughs> for me, I want to hear... There's three sides to the story. There's, you know, you know, one side, the truth, and then the other side. So I really wanted to hear what Tory Lanez had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much on his album, he was like, he didn't do it. Uh, so... It's getting interesting with that whole case. I kind of want to see what happens mm-hmm. going forward. Um, and, you know, for those that are probably going to be like, how can you listen to him? Look, I wasn't there. You wasn't there. We wasn't there. So, you know, who, however this case goes, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, not, you know, I'm not against... Um, not against Meg and I'm not against Tory. It's just one of the things that have to play out. So I just, you know, I wait to see how the case go. But hey, that record, sorry, but I had to. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> hey, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Most High? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, man, Queen of Slam was a pretty dope record. I played this album a couple times, man. I, hey, it just is what it is. But, you know, we'll get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, for, you know, hey. So if you're into that, check it out. If you're not, then, hey, you know, pass it up. But I did find it interesting that I think it was Complex was saying not only was it a bad album, but it was like something. And I was surprised because most time the media can stir some people, but it was so many people under the comments on Facebook saying that, nah, like y'all tripping this shit fire, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, I didn't really expect that, but Hey, mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes. Uh, but for now, man, I listened to it a couple times. Um, after that, man, it was that dumb Kennedy. Of course. And yeah, I, <laughs> I threw that one in the slack. And actually, that one came last minute. I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. But man, that dumb. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love I love it. I, but I love dumb anyway. So, hey, you know, yeah. absolutely. So uh, check that one out. Let me know what y'all think, man. Dumb is still going to be one of my favorites. Uh, what record specifically to check out? Check out For the Little Homies. Yeah, check that one out. All right. Let me know what y'all think. There's a host of other ones, but check out For for the Little Homies. That's that's me off the top of the head because I got this to it again. But, man, after that, I rolled into... Hold on. Move my screen over. Actually, I'm going to tell you something interesting. I end up listening to a whole bunch of uh, instrumentals because this week, actually Sunday... Uh, for all y'all that's listening, this past Sunday, I was on uh, Trademark TV's Top 5, and that's the show where we talk about sneakers, our Top 5 sneakers. I was on there with him, and he asked me, he was like, what um, what instrumental you want to play in your in the background uh, of, your vi- of, of the video? And I was like, the uh, first thing I thought about was Pilot Talk. King Cone, Curse. <laughs> so <laughs> we got that playing in the background, and then after that, of course, man... I just got into like instrumental listening. Man, I listen to showrooms, <laughs> yeah. instrumental. I listen to the instrumental. Showroom, uh, showroom yeah. so hard. Showroom so hard. Um, what else? There's a lot of instrumentals I just kind of ran through and just was on. Man, that's a hard minute. I know, man. <laughs> I know. I really I, you, right? <laughs> I almost was like, man, I should have used showroom. But then I was like, nah, I want to do King <laughs> Cone. Uh, <laughs> so if y'all, you know, y'all on YouTube, man, check out. Uh, Trademark TV, hear that instrumental in the background. Shout out to Spitter for that. That is, and will be one of my favorite uh, Spitter records, King Kong, for probably a long time. Um, after that, man, I, I just kind of, I just kind of ran through a couple things, man. But then, man, I got to that Mozzie, and I've been listening to that Mozzie ever since. Like yeah. that Mozzie, hey, that terrorist, uh, terrorist threats on there, and uh, man, heartbroken. I just noticed he didn't put any other people that he's uh that's featured on there. But hey, yo, that Mozzie, even the intro, man, everything on there hard. You can just pick one and, and roll with it. I, I've been a fan of Mozzie. Mozzie just got he's got something um that many people don't. But uh man, that Mozzie is dope. Check that out, Occupational Hazard. Uh and then there was the call to five. Look at I only went, I stopped when the actual album started. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell Weezy. you what my favorite record is Weezy. on there. Weezy. 
My favorite record on there is F Him Good. Brad. <laughs> Listen here. Brad, the story. You talking that, about some it, storytelling, bruh? Bruh. 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 Check out that. F Him Good. All right. Check out the storytelling. It's pretty dope. And um, man, I enjoyed it. And then the next record, man, I really liked on there was Lost. Uh, I thought the Siri record was good and the Scotty one too. The Siri record was cool. I just, I don't know why, but it just didn't feel like it should be on there. But that's yeah. just my opinion. But that's not, you know, who cares? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but check out Lost and F I'm Good. That was my two favorite records from the Deluxe. And then, Excuse me. Me and my wife was actually rolling back from a open house not too uh not too long ago. And uh she wanted to hear, man, the Carters, man. Everything is good. Man, I forget how. I don't forget, but that album was so good. Like, just from start to finish. That album was so good that man, hey. I just enjoy it. So that's how we kind of rounded it out for the week. Uh, besides listening to some Pandora gospel, and that, that was really it. That was really it. Oh, oh and one, more, one more thing before I forget. Sorry. Uh, but I did listen to one of the homies from the city in Chattanooga. His name is C. With That. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, man. Unfortunately, he passed, though. Dang. But I know. Like recently? Yeah, yeah, like mm. like recent, very recently. Uh, man, dude, him and um, and I'm actually gonna try to pull something up real quick if my computer wants to help me out. But uh, man, if if y'all ever got a chance to check them out, um, check out some of the music from C with that. I'm trying to pull up something that he got. He actually was in a group. Well, I guess it was kind of group. Uh, him and his partner. Hold on, give me a second. So. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, him and his partner, uh, Raw Block, got it. Uh, check out um, some of the songs. One of the first songs I, I ended up getting on was uh, with uh, him and Raw Block, got it, uh, called Hard. Uh, check that one out, and then check out uh, uh, Go Hard on them. So those two records that, uh, that and then Street FR, uh, you can find these on, you can find these all on YouTube, really. But mm-hmm. man, unfortunately, he passed. Uh, R.I.P. to him. But man, I, I I think he had some. I think he was just developing, and you know what I'm saying. The talent that he had was just raw, and you can kind of you'll see it when you hear it. Is you know, it's not polished. It's not all shining and clean. It's just straight raw. You know, at the beginning of of his career. But unfortunately, he passed. Uh, anyone know for all those out there one like no no murder or anything but he passed from uh, actual health uh, from what I know so R.I.P. to him uh, shout out to everybody that rock with him um, and yeah man yeah. that's about it that's about it well y'all done listened to a whole lot of stuff this week man this is this is just y'all niggas like, I don't know if y'all can really see it but, like, it's, it's a bunch of stuff on that paper that y'all couldn't see but um, and it's full too. This is a notepad, and I don't got nowhere to put my song, yeah. which is fine because I ain't listened to a lot of shit. So like, it's not. My- <laughs> Anyways, uh, first of all, <laughs> as y'all know, like Derek is the the other half of acronym music, and uh, yeah. they might hit me up earlier this week, <laughs> and he sent me this song by what's this person name? Hood Rich Pablo Juan. 
and drug rich peso. <laughs> yeah, who wish Pablo won? I and heard the song called, The song I think was with the stick is what I, <laughs> what I think it was. <laughs> but it's the funniest fucking song that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they talking about everybody get hit with the stick. And they was like, your mama, your daddy, your auntie, and then in the back. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Why is this a real song, bro? And they so off beat. It's a trip. They so off. They don't, they don't understand the concept of like where the chorus starts and all that kind of shit. They just rap. Yeah. They just do it. <laughs> so it tripped me out, man. But that was like a, a definite standout from this week. Uh, like I said, I started listening to that Spillage Village. I think I got like two songs or three songs in before I realized like I ain't gonna be able to do this right now. Um, I heard, man, I went back and listened to uh, Big Willie style <laughs> because this past week was uh, Will Smith's birthday. Same yeah. day as T.I. and Chance the Rapper apparently. Yeah. Um, I mean, not Chance the Rapper, uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. And so they was like, today's Will Smith's birthday. Icon, blah, blah, blah. What's your favorite song from Will Smith? And one of the people in the comments was like, man, the whole Big Willie Style album. So I went and did my research. And I'm like, man, Big Willie Style was bumping, first of all. But then second <laughs> of all, like, I just had the, the idea. I was like, let me look and see how many albums this man sold for Big Willie Style. Could y'all please guess how many albums this nigga done sold for Big Willie Style? I'm sure it's a million plus. Okay, I you say a million platinum. plus. Yeah. What you say, Tom? I'm going to go with you. 25 million. 25? Like, ain't nobody sold no 25. I, I don't know, man. He sold a lot. <laughs> he sold a lot. This nigga done sold 9 million albums. 9 million copies of this fucking album. That man is yeah. like 600,000 away from going diamond. Wow. I didn't realize that shit. I don't so that even was, remember that album, man. Exactly. Ain't that the one with I mean, it's got Miami and Getting Jiggy with it. Yeah. And, uh, what is it? Men in Black, I think it's on there. Mm-hmm. But like, it tripped me up because I didn't realize it. It's like the sixth or seventh highest selling hip hop album of all time. Bro, I hate to say this, but um, <laughs> once uh, Will Smith stopped rapping to black people and, and crossed over into pop rap, I guess you can call it, um, his sales went up. Because I mean, like, parents just don't understand and all that stuff. That's like, that was to black people. Yeah, that was neighborhood <laughs> rapping right there. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So uh, that was that was a he's a huge guy. He's a huge rapper because of that switch, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, just a little uh, side note: the highest selling hip hop album of all time is, at this point is "Speaker Box to Love Below" by Outkast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Eleven point four million copies. Which is something I'm very proud of. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I went back and um I saw that I guess sometime this year, my nigga Tyke T released a little project and I didn't realize it. So I went back and listened to that. It's called Rona R O A N. I mean R O N A. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's an acronym or what, but it's like R dot O dot N A. But um it's cool because a friend of the show, Izzy Moore, she got a feature on one of them songs. It's a song on there called Lady. It's a pretty good song, man. I might want to check it out. Um, in addition to that, I really don't have nothing else, man. That's kind of <laughs> all I really listened to this week. I listened to some Leanne Le Havis this week. I got a, a little playlist with 
some songs of hers that I listen to from time to time. Um, I really do fuck with that song, uh, Please Don't Make Me Cry, from her most recent album. I probably mm-hmm. played that job about 10 times this week. But uh, outside of that, nothing, man. That's all I've been listening to this week. It's just them few songs. And then I, I decided I was going to try to do like y'all and listen to all the music that came out, but it just got overwhelming. <laughs> I was like, I ain't listening to shit. It's just so wait until next week. <laughs> I just oh, pick these apart one day, each day next week. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be doing this week. I got my marching order. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. The music this week, man, has been just crazy. Like I didn't know all that was coming, no. and it's still some stuff that I want to check out um, that I just didn't get a chance to listen to, man. So um, yeah, this week is uh, this coming week gonna be something serious. Oh yeah, with the music, um, bruh. Did y'all hear about uh, Kamala Harris <laughs> saying yeah. Tupac is the greatest of rapper, all ra- time. rapper alive? <laughs> no, she said the greatest rapper alive. Oh yeah, yeah she did say that. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, hey, that's. I mean, be... people so, still think Pac is alive. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that angle. <laughs> no, I mean, the fact that the fact that she said Pac is the greatest, and and to each his own. For me, he's not. But um because I mean, he's not alive. I'm just saying he wasn't he <laughs> like if I had it, okay, let's take the alive part out. Okay. Let's say the, the greatest rapper in yeah. my book, he wouldn't be the greatest rapper. Um, is he a great storyteller? Of course. Yeah. But the greatest rapper to me, um, I would probably say Jay-Z, um, three stacks, um, you know, I can't really just say, no, nah, this is one rapper, but, you know, but Pac wouldn't be in that list, you know, for me. Yeah. I still like Pac. I like the message behind what he was rapping about now that I'm older, but I like Biggie more than I like Pac, and I always associate them two together. Yeah. And it's hard for me to not associate them together, even though they were two very different rappers, you know what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> But I think it's I think it's amazing that she can actually say, "Hey, I listen to like I don't believe that she listens to rap like we do." But um, I don't the fact know that. I don't like, bro. I don't think she's she listens to bro. Brett, like, bro, we listen to rap. What you think she's sitting around <laughs> doing? She like, probably, she, probably hey, she listens to old she, school. When she get home and she off the camera and she in the house. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hit him up, come on. She probably oh, know man. every single word. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I know she I ain't know. sitting around listening to them. I don't know. I, hey, I, right. hey, I, I wouldn't be surprised. She, she, I think she does listen to, like, her radio station wouldn't be... Um, you know, an AM station. It would probably be V103 or or something like that for us. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. wouldn't be the, uh, what is it, 105 or something? I, I don't even know the radio stations down here, except V103. Yeah. And you got 107.9, um, you know, but like the OD station, I don't think she would just solely listen to that. That'd probably be like number one, but the yeah. hip-hop and R&B station would probably be number two. So, <laughs> but I thought that was cool, though, man. I thought that was really cool to her, cool of her, um, but and funny at the same time because uh, Tupac is 
considered to be dead yeah. um, for uh, two decades now, I believe. So yeah. some people do believe that Tupac's still alive. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is a Tupac impersonator. He's, uh, I think he's, he may be Filipino uh, or he's Latin. He, what did, what did Hispanic? Right. Or Latin. He's, he's, he's a brother. Uh, I don't know, man. He's different. Uh, he's not a black guy, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely impersonating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, man, because I saw it on Freddie Gibbs' uh, story. Like, oh. basically, he was, like, going to weddings, doing Tupac oh, songs. No, <laughs> no, not him. He ain't the one that... Uh, he was... No, nah, that was the dude that was getting married, I think. that. No, nah, it wasn't the dude that was getting married. He, like, actually, that's a business of his. Oh, well. <laughs> but, nah, it, it's another dude that looks exactly like Pac. That the people that, always see and take pictures. Like, the dude you saw, the, the Mexican-Filipino dude singing at the weddings... Bump him. It's another dude that look exactly <laughs> like Pac. Oh, yeah. Like, literally. Uh, I ain't seen him. That they catch pictures of all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Man, um, that's crazy, though, man. I think, uh, you know, all this stuff is, is uh, I mean, it, they keeping this legend alive, so it's cool. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this Tory Lanez thing real quick, man. It's going to get it out here on the table. <laughs> this album that Tory Lanez came like before the album dropped, he he posted on I want to say on Instagram that hey my side of the story is gonna be told um, at nine. I didn't watch like whatever it was. Nah, he, I didn't I catch know, the live or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, I, I didn't like I didn't watch that. Um, but he came out with this album to rebut or tell his side of the story of what uh-huh. happened. Um, I don't think that's a that's a good way to do things like that, you know. Um, like Steve said, the album, like the song, like the songs I listened to, I liked them, and I then my conscience got to me, so I couldn't finish it. But I'm gonna finish it, um, because I think he's a aside from everything, removing the artist and the person, you know. And just strictly going off his art, I think he's a great artist. You know what I'm saying? He's very talented in what he does, but um, I don't know the story inside and out, but from what we heard, he shot her. I mean, I don't know how many people to be cool with them being shot by, by somebody they trusted and then just be like, you know, I'm gonna just make this up. I'm gonna be cool with you after that. So, um, I just have an issue with him shooting a woman. And then uh, I'm a just the thing, right? That's it, and that's what I want you to do, Steve. Jump on in and tell me what I'm missing, because we've only heard it from her. Yeah. And I, I'm not. I don't want to call her a liar or anything, but we've only heard it from her. Sound like you calling her a liar? Sound like you calling her a liar? I'm just pointing the facts. We've only heard it from her. Yeah. Like, so what reason do we have to believe that she lying? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. We don't know who did what at this point. Tori saying he didn't. She said he did. But no one else around the whole situation has said anything. I mean, it took Meg, what, two months to say it? 
Mm-hmm. And like at this point, I don't know. I just go and get the case out the way, you know. Uh, Sorry. If he did it, and he deserved whatever he get. But at this point, is he say hearsay, and in this in this age and time, if I want, I can't sit up here and be like, I right, we want the court to not treat us as if we're guilty and have to prove ourselves innocent. So if I don't want the court to do that to me, I can't do that to either one of these folks. You know? So therefore, I kind of leave it at, you know, this whole time is kind of like, if he did it, if he did it, then yeah, of course I'm against that. I ain't cool with that. But <laughs> I'm be honest, I have been, I've been lied on a woman, a woman has lied on me as well for a certain situation. So I know that you know, in society, sometimes we flock straight to the one and be like, oh, mm-hmm. she's right. Period. It's done. But, you know what I'm saying? He finally said something. Oh. Um, whether we agree how he said it or not. Like, I don't know if doing an album full was the best way to go. <laughs> but obviously at this point, something must have broke in the case where now he's saying something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but all I kind of notice, and I'm just kind of sitting back looking at both of them walking around free right now. Yeah. So what really happened? You know? Um, to me, I listen to the records on the album. Hey, they were dope. Yeah. I'm sorry, they dope music. And for artists, also, you know, most artists tell their story through their music. So, <laughs> I mean, I let them tell the story. Hey, it ain't my opinion if it's a bad decision or not. We'll find that out real soon because I'm sure something's going on by the scenes because, you know, there's lawyers involved, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I can't, I can't completely, like from this day one, the story has sound weird and I can't completely be like, yeah, he shot her. Mm-hmm. And I can't completely be like, nah, he didn't. So I'm just going to enjoy the music until, you know, somebody get convicted or, something is, you know, over with. Because yeah. at this point, that whole story is a mess. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. Right. Uh, did she get shot or did she not? Because from my understanding, it, it's easy to tell if someone shot you. They're going to yeah. take the ballistics from the bullet that you got hit with, match it with the gun that he supposedly had and that should be open and shut case. Yeah. Um, we just saw Breonna Taylor shit this week. And that shit didn't happen either. Well, those were, <laughs> hey, those are white police. <laughs> I'm sure if it was a black, you know, black crime, they're going to throw the book at us quick. Uh, and that's a whole nother thing that, yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. So hopefully we talk that on Let's Discuss. If y'all haven't heard our new uh, show that's coming. So now they haven't heard it. Well, they heard it here. Just for the first time, I got pulled yeah, for the first time. They heard it here first. We got a new show called Let's Discuss. That'll be uh, soon. Hopefully, coming soon. But you know, and we may talk about it here. But for me, I try to. If if I don't want, I can't sit up here and be like, you know, like I can't be like I don't like how the court you know, pretty much cause us guilty and we have to prove our innocence, then I can't do the same thing to these two. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, I I'm it's three sides to a story, you know, their side, his side, and then there's the truth. So hopefully we get the truth soon. But you know, I, I just want everybody to be careful because if it comes out that he didn't, then we got a whole different discussion, and, and everybody's like, what? You know, like yeah. Ross, uh, Ross actually came out and said something uh, about Tory. Uh, J.R. Smith did as well. Bumby did too. And, you know, uh, on, the, on, on this album, Tory does talk about, man, right now we're in a time war, you know, black lives and all this. And, but yet you, you know, you're saying this and that about me, which, and that's why I try to like be careful because I'm like, I don't know the story. Bun one now, Ross one now, J.R. Smith one now. We know there was more people there because obviously it was a car full of folks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, man, I, I don't know. I, I can't say we're guilty or not. I don't know. I'm just saying, man, he's accused of it. And the first name he says about it is I'm putting out some music to respond to it. Like, Say something. If you didn't, if if I say you you robbed me, right? And I I put everything on you, and then you don't say anything to rebut it, to stand up for yourself. What sense does that make? Well, it depends. Why allow Why allow me to uh, defame your character, drag you through the mud? Because I, I think at first. They were saying like he was saying something different at first, and reason why she didn't say nothing for a long time. No, nah, they was they were trying to say that his publicist and stuff was putting out stuff in the media <laughs> about it, but they actually came out and said that they didn't do none of that, which is interesting because it's like you know everybody keeps saying that something's happening, but you know they came and who knows they could be lying, but they came out and said no, nah, we didn't. Putting on them stories out there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to that point, like, we don't know if it's in due process, if the lawyers are working. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we got to remember, she didn't say nothing for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, she didn't say nothing for a minute either. Yeah. And then he hadn't said nothing for a long time. And, you know, reading the article earlier, there are lawyers involved at the moment. Yeah. Like, there's something going on for sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll find so out eventually. I, I would think at some point folks couldn't talk about it. Cause he yeah. even says it on the album. He's like, you know, you know, I, you know, shoot, it was a case. I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> right. And he says it in one of the bars. So I was like, that makes sense. I mean, you know, you got a case going there. I'll tell you, don't, don't, you know, you don't need to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's, it's interesting cause you know, I want the truth. Um, Will we ever get it? Who knows? But at this moment, I don't know what's going on. And I know I wasn't there. I wasn't there either. And all I can, you know, all I can say is, hey, whoever's guilty will, you know, this shouldn't be something that's drawn out. If if it was done to her, then I'm sure he'll get whatever it is just do is. But, you know, if it's not, we got an entire different different discussion because yeah. I wasn't expecting him to be like I didn't do it. I was like, <laughs> like, but I wasn't because I mean, I'm not if, guilty until you prove that I'm guilty. 
Nigga, but that's OJ. the thing though. It seems so cut. It seems so cut and clear. You know, once she was like, he did it. And yeah. everybody was like, well, they were together. He I think he was arrested for with a gun with a possession of a gun too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean it seems so simple. He was like, I mean, seems I hope he like didn't he did would it. have. And it seemed like, well, not that he would have, seemed that or he see, did it. He did, yeah. Because there was I he mean, had the tools everything to actually do it. Yeah, but the fact that, you know, he's not yeah. locked up at this current moment. And I mean, yeah, you can post bail, but yeah. the fact that he's just kind of walking around and he's he's confident in saying he didn't do it. OJ was too now, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but OJ didn't. Uh, man, OJ did that, man. Nah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe so. Like if if but, OJ, I don't, I don't know. It's off topic. If OJ didn't do it, he knew somebody. He knew, like he's involved somehow. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's other people that were there. Yeah, uh-huh. clearly, so, Tori was involved somehow. Uh-huh. Everyone was involved, even Meg. Like, what happened? She got shot. <laughs> okay, yeah, so but, are we are we arguing that she didn't get shot? No, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know because it's you know, I really don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, if you get shot in the foot, how long it takes to recover? I, I don't have a clue. I ain't never been shot in the never foot. Been shot. I know folks who've been shot and, you know, they go to the hospital and they come, they actually come home a little quicker, but they ain't, you know, they ain't the same. Yeah. So I don't, you know, is it, was it ricochet and she got grazed? Was it that she actually got shot point blank? Did she get shot at all? Like, who the hell know. knows at this point? Yeah. We just know that Tori said he didn't. And Meg, Meg said, said he that did. he did. Uh-huh. And... You got a ton of people in the middle that aren't saying anything. Well, man, so well. at this point, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who did what, when, and why, because quite frankly, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be the person to put my foot in my my mouth. Hey, you know? man, it happens. Yeah. We'll see. I understand it. I can yeah. understand not wanting to be the person to put your foot in your mouth, but I can care less. Like. <laughs> if I put my foot in my mouth or not, I can take that bitch back out. Yeah. Like, it's, it's okay. Like, I don't, I feel like in this situation where you got somebody talking about they were shot and before this album came out, nobody was questioning the nature of whether or not this woman got shot. It was like, okay, she got shot. We just don't know who did it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like, as of late, as of the last couple of days, the last 48 to 72 hours since the album has dropped, has turned into this spectacle of was she even shot at all? Mm-hmm. Um, as if like that changes <laughs> over time. Right. Like no. if I get shot two weeks later, now it's like I didn't get shot. No, I did still get shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so my thing is, if it's a couple people in a car, one one of the people in the car gets shot, and then nobody wants to take the blame. Nobody, of course, nobody wants to take the blame because nobody wants to get in trouble. Oh, yeah, at the same is. time, like nobody is even saying like I ain't do it <laughs> right. until now. Right. Whereas, like in album form, monetized. Yeah. I feel like that's disrespectful to the. That's situation. very disrespectful. I feel like if somebody got shot, nigga, yeah, call a press conference, make a fucking tweet, do whatever the fuck you got to do, but you don't fucking monetize your side of the story. 
Like that's mm-hmm. that's foul. Even if you didn't do it, that's foul as hell. It's like don't fucking profit off of my pain, nigga. <laughs> like yeah. that's not how we do this shit. <laughs> right. You know, you don't get to come in and be like, I'm gonna make a story about this shit and, and make some money off of it. You don't get to do that. Um but yeah, if 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 he did or didn't shoot her, I don't know. Like you said, Steve, I wasn't there. But I don't have any reason not to believe what Megan Thee Stallion is saying because I don't, I just don't, I don't know her that well to for her to have a reason to lie to me or not to lie to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if she says something, I from the jump would have to just say, oh, okay, like the fuck happened. And if you tell me what happened, I'd be like, okay, that, I guess that's what happened. And then the same thing with Tory Lanez, like if you ain't said, I don't really have a reason to believe or not believe you either. And so if you come back and you like, I didn't do it, then yeah, it's going to confuse me. I'm like, all right, I don't know neither one of you niggas. And both of y'all are saying two different things. Yeah. I'm inclined <laughs> just from my own history just to believe the person who got hurt. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, this nigga is crying out for like, I got hurt rather than to believe the person who's being necessarily accused. And like, yes, you can put your foot in your mouth that way and be like, damn, it wasn't even that person. But I could mm-hmm. always be like, my bad, Tori. And keep it moving. Like, it's not, I'm not hurting him to be like, she said you shot her. <laughs> like, right. it, it's your job to come in and be like, no, I didn't. Like, I ain't shoot that girl. Right. And I would have been like, all right, cool. Like, if it was like the same day type shit, like she was like, he shot me. And then he was like, no, I didn't. Then I'd be like, okay, this is some bullshit. Y'all niggas is <laughs> gone somewhere. Right. Either way, I don't want nothing to do with this shit. But when it's like long and drawn out the way you're saying and then people are strategically planning to make money off of the story and shit, that's when it started to get to the point of like, all right, what the fuck going on? And I really don't have much else to say other than just like, I feel like Tory fell for the way that he moved on the shit. Even if he didn't do it, you shouldn't have done the fucking album about it. Like, did you not have any other songs in the took to make an album? And you took this shit to make an album that fast. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I've already yeah. written an entire album around, about this shit that quickly. I feel like as soon as she accused him, he started writing. It was like, oh, he oh, probably did. Now I can go ahead and, you know. Well, actually, it. he probably did it before. And ain't no telling when he did it. Yeah, uh, but I don't no. know. Because I've also seen him get into a rap battle with Joyner Lucas and go back and forth really, really fast. So I think yeah, he has yeah. the ability to write things quickly. I don't think he needs a lot of time. I think it's just he didn't have a reason to write the shit before she came right. out and said what she said. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, I'll write my side of the story. Um, yeah. And then my thing also is like, if nigga, nigga, if you didn't do it, who the fuck did? Right, somebody, somebody <laughs> did. That's my thing. Somebody shot. And why does she think you did it? Like, what, what is making her say that it was you? Why does she think that it was you? And the crazy... I, and and that's, that's the part okay. of the story that I haven't heard. Is like, why... As Tory Lanez, in my if I'm the person being accused, like why does she even think it was me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what makes her think I shot her of all people? And 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 the even and I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I do wish she wouldn't have like released the album on it. Even though, even <laughs> I, mean, though I, like, I like the records, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I wish that he didn't or not. do it. That it could way. be the greatest album of all time, but it's still yeah. fact. See, I figured that, you know, he was talking on the IG Live and then 
the album comes. I didn't even see that part. So I wish he wouldn't have done the album part because it does, you know, that doesn't really help your situation. But uh, even on the album, he does, like, the the thing about the album is he ain't on there calling her no, you know, no wanks, no hoe, no none of that. He's still even like, hey, if we can reconcile, you know, I, I still would love to, you know, be with you. And at that point, I was like, wait, what? Okay. I don't know what's going on now. Because even <laughs> in that sense, he ain't, like, he he's not really, he went after everyone else talking. Yeah. But for her, he even says that, you know, he would still love to, you know what I'm saying, be a friend, so on and so forth. So, like, that's in the spite of what, nigga? Like, <laughs> I still love you and I'll still be your friend in spite of what? If I ain't do shit to you and there ain't no situation for you to address, what are you still in love with me in spite of? I guess like, in spite of being accused. You're loving me in spite of other people's reaction to the accused? <laughs> well, I, I guess it's in spite of uh, her saying that he did it. Uh, even though she said he did, he's still he like be having with her. He yeah. should be saying like, "Why you think I did it?" Well, I'm sure at this point there is no conversation between them two. I'm sure it's all lawyer talk. Yeah. Um, but I am with with y'all on as far as releasing the album. <laughs> I think it's ill time. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but do I think this story has gotten way out of control? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Because uh, like for at sure. this point, you know. Like, I think anybody who's talking who isn't a part of the situation, uh, well, not anybody. I'm not going to say that. Um, I think certain artists who are, like, chipping in, I don't think they have a natural concern for anyone. I think they're trying to get their face out there as well. Like, I don't know what the hell. Ross has no, (laughs) like, has no ties to this. Bun, he's he's from Texas. It makes sense. Whole Texas is riding with her, period. Yeah. But Ross, Ross had absolutely no reason to say anything. Uh, it's kind of at that point. I feel like that shit was foul too, though, honestly. Absolutely. He, he had his fucking bottles all in the damn video with his tags for whatever the shit he working on trying to make money out of. But yeah. that's my own reservations about Rick Ross anyway. I feel like he not the most genuine person. But, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> it's just... But, that's I think it, yeah, I, I think this has just become a uh, a messy situation. And uh, like I said, I you know, if he did it, he get what he deserved. Um, if not, then we got a whole another story. Because then yeah. the question is, who? Uh, Tori yeah, even said probably, that the rumors are. The, <laughs> yeah, because Tori even said the rumors are the best friend doing it shooting her isn't true. So then it's like, okay, who's left in there? Yeah, it's like, nigga, how many people can fit in the car? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, they went, what, like a Suburban? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I seen the video when the police came and pulled them over and shit, mm-hmm. and everybody had to get out the car. It looked like it was three or four people in the car. And I'm like, yeah. if, if one nigga got shot and two niggas didn't do it, it's one nigga left. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know... And you know, as as what who did it, and you know if she's gonna get her uh, closure from the situation. Um, yeah. But if not, you know, uh, then I mean, uh, Meg, uh, I don't know, Meg. You know, yeah. And at this point, yeah. At this point, you know, <laughs> besides Scooby Doo, I don't know who's gonna solve this thing. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Pretty yeah. much. Um, 
I think the story is is very important just because a lot of times our black women aren't protected um in in their families in the legal system in the in the world you know um this last situation uh with Breonna Taylor um I have to mention it just because it affects it's affecting me in a way that I'm disappointed in America, you know, because we say something about, like, I don't agree with what happened. Nobody is held accountable for her death. I don't care if you arrest a bar friend or arrest the cops, somebody needs to go to jail for killing this woman because she, she like was an innocent bystander. You got the wrong house. So something needs to happen. And nothing is 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 happened. Um, so I feel like the justice system has failed her and failed us as Americans. But in saying that, it's we have to do stuff. We have to be intentional, and we have to protect our families, our people, and we have to know what's going on. The people around us, like black, white. Mexican, uh, you know, native, uh, you know, whoever else we got in this country, we are brothers and sisters. We have to protect each other for this system, this justice system that we, we live in. So for that to happen and then for us to be able to go online and, and people question things about what happened, like it's infuriating. You know, LeBron James said something about it. And one of the comments below it was somehow they talked about how he, like they brought him, they talked about him and not the situation that happened. And it's infuriating just because it's like, it's not about LeBron James. It's not that he said something. He has a platform to say something, to draw attention to. That's what he's supposed to do. You have a platform. You say something that you don't think is right. Let the people, you know, let people know because more people are going to hear about it. It's not right. But for people to attack him for saying something that's wrong, for people to attack people for saying something that they believe in, it's wrong. Both sides. Even if I don't believe in anything that you guys are saying, you still have a right to say something. So it's infuriating to see people try to silence people, especially when it's things that I believe in. Yeah, because I believe that there has not been justice for Breonna Taylor just because nobody has been held accountable for her, her killing. And so we have to, as human beings, as American brothers and sisters, we have to know and understand the other side. Know and understand, like, if something is not right or seems not to be right, no matter the color, but it seems not to be right, and you have this uproar because you have to be blind not to see what's going on outside. You have to be completely blind not to see it. And for you to want to attack somebody that's standing for what's going on outside, you're the problem. And I think that's what's going on in America today that we have that issue. So um, 
go vote. Um, justice for Breonna Taylor. And uh, that's all I got on that. Y'all can add something if you want to or not. But that's all I got. I'm just gonna leave it right there. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I don't really like that's it's, I, it's, I got my I got my thoughts on it, but it's really frustrating, bro. It's really frustrating. That's all I gotta it's say. It's extremely frustrating, man. It is. Um it, it sucks. Um Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean it, it's gonna sound crazy, but I'm not surprised anymore. No, no, it's not shocking. Yeah. It's not yeah. shocking. But um nobody just, has been I think, held accountable. We even discussed it in our group chat that, and I was like, I got a feeling they're going to get off just because Mm -hmm. that law was in effect at that time. And that's that loophole. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, But at this point, I mean, (laughs) mean, it doesn't surprise me. Not just Brianna Taylor, but if we go through the rest, the rest of the names, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. I'm not surprised anymore. Uh, I just think that it's a speed in the faith. Um, yeah, I think oh, the, sure. the way that it turned out, because I, I think it could have been done. We could still be having, having the same conversation saying, oh, okay, these folks got off without it being the specific details that exist right now. The details of two officers not being charged with anything, but one being charged with shooting a wall and yeah. endangering neighbors when you yeah. obviously killed somebody in the place that you were shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the spit in the face part. It's just like, not only are we not going to charge anybody for this, but then we're going to put out some bullshit <laughs> just so we can show y'all that we don't care. That much. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I feel like I feel like that's it's kind of passive aggressive. It's like, yeah. fuck y'all niggas. We don't care nothing about y'all. Um, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's infuriating, like Tommy said. That's a good word. It's, it makes me. I don't know. It's, it's terrible. It, it makes you. It, it brings out the worst in you. Mm-hmm. I've heard mm-hmm. several people this week say, like after you know, after the verdict was delivered, and then like they had the, they had the protest that night in Louisville, and I think a couple officers were shot. And I heard several people say, I have no feelings of anything about it. Like, I, could, I could care less that those people were shot. And I was like, damn, bro, like that shit is breaking out the worst right. in us to where we have to go to the right. place of where we have to go to that place. Basically. Yeah. Because that's a place that people just <laughs> avoid at all costs. At all it's costs. Trying to go there. <laughs> like, you at you all just costs. avoid that at all costs because I, I've always said when people ask me stuff like, you know, people ask you like, what's your biggest fear? Like one of my biggest fears is that I lose my mind and like, I'm not able to like take care of myself and shit. And then the other one is that I come to the logical conclusion, the logical conclusion that the world would be better off without you in it. And then I would not be opposed to being the person to take you out. Yeah. Like those are my two biggest fears in the world is that I have to go to either one of those places, a place of insanity where I have no control over my mind or my actions, and then a place of calculated murder mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like, this was on purpose. Like, yeah. And like, you go to je- you go to court, like not even trying to plead innocent. Like I didn't yeah. do it. It's like, no, I did. Yeah. It was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm not and laughing I'm with at you. that, but I, I totally get it, man. And, I, yeah. and I'm with you like that. I'm with that. And um, I'm going to try to tie this in together, but there was a lady that was on a plane talking to a lady, and she told her that, you know, I, um, that we don't teach hate in our household. And that's a fact, because we actually, a lot of us don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no matter what has happened over the years that has happened from uh, the opposite race, we still don't teach our kids to hate. Yeah. But we have seen it where, you know, they have taught their, they teach their folks to hate us. Yeah. Just because of our skin color, which till this day, I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. It's the dumbest thing in the world, man. So, what you were saying is spot on because if we were to go to that place, what would happen? Um, and it kind of tie this in together with what I, I'm going to say. Me, <coughs> I really believe our response has to change. Uh, marching in the street is cool, but marching goes back so many years and it'll change some things, but it it doesn't change everything. Our response, you know, if we're going to continue, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. Oh, no, yeah. So marching is cool and marching for multiple days is, is cool, but it only goes so far. And if you look at history, that is what we've done over and over again. So I really believe that our response to these things have to change. <laughs> Am I saying go shoot the police or go shoot uh, a Caucasian male or woman? No, I'm not saying that. But we need to figure out a way to change our response. And uh, my homeboy Money Mark has posted it a couple times, but until we learn to, until we really understand that marching in the street doesn't hurt anyone. Um, but if we find, if we take financially take our money out of a lot of things that they have going on that is really when it hurts if we begin to unite as one uh-huh. and do these things as a group because one thing that we like pro like marching in the street is one thing but if you go back to when they did the bus boycott <laughs> they did it collectively it didn't matter. We ain't riding the bus. You ain't riding the bus. We ain't riding the bus together. And it changed some things. Yeah. And it goes back to that common denominator of financial. Because, you know, they tore up all them stores. And granted, actually, it wasn't really most of us that tore up the stores. But, uh, you know, they tore up stores and most of those folks just get the insurance money. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if the day you decided collectively as African-Americans, we are not going to purchase this and we'll, we won't do it for this amount of time. I guarantee you're going to hear a different story. Yeah. Uh, the reason why the, when they, when the NBA, like I, at this current moment, I hate that the NBA and the NFL, now they want to go kneel because Okay, cool. They, all right, y'all gonna do it now. But when Kaepernick 
really first brought it up and a couple people started to follow. It was so outlawed and it was such a bad thing. Uh-huh. And it was even like, maybe we'll just keep the players in the locker room, this and that. But then you decide to do it. I feel like, um, I feel like it's just because you feel like your hand is like, it's the new fad and you just want to do it. But the yeah. night that the players decided that they weren't going to play, that was, to me, that was more powerful than everyone kneeling together. I, I don't really want to see y'all kneel together. I feel it would be more powerful if you decide to walk walk right about the court collectively and call it a day. Because that takes the money out of their pockets. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't play no games. Y'all don't get no views. Owners don't get no money. Real quick, everything was cool. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, let's let's get this together and so on and so forth. So I say to say this, our responses to these things need to change. And we need to be a collective front. And we need to do it together. And, you know, you can continue to march in the street. Cool. You can flash the guns. You get, hey, we got a militant, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But I'm telling you right now, till we figure out where it really hurts, well, we really can affect some change. Man, you can march till you blue in the face. It's going to happen again. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. They're going to march. They're going to get tired. They're going to stop. We're going to give them a little bit of what they want. A <laughs> couple months later, same thing going to happen again. So, you know, yeah, we got to change our response. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on another note, <laughs> I felt like we went we went down a real rabbit hole there. Um, still need justice for Breonna Taylor, but um, I want to go ahead and get into this debate or this mm-hmm. conversation about um, this question. So the question is, what does the, the debate between Lupe Fiasco and Kendrick Lamar says about rap in 2020. So the first thing I want to get into is the debate between Lupe and Kendrick. Um, I never even thought about them two being a battlefront between each other. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like Cassidy. You know, you know Cassidy is good, but I just never put him in battle. Like, who's the better rapper or who's the greater, you know, a better rapper? And Cassidy never came up in in that conversation for me, which Kendrick and Lupe never came up in that conversation to go against each other. Now, it's been plenty of times I've been like pitting Kendrick against Cole and and Wale and Crit and, you know, those group of guys, because I felt like those group of guys were the leaders of this new new uh, of hip hop now or rap now. Um, temporary. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you guys think, man? Like the debate between Lupe and Kendrick, um, with the, with the, uh, article from Complex that we was, we got this actual, um, conversation from Lupe said a few things about Kendrick being a better, um, not a better, not a better lyricist, but a better, um, song maker or songwriter or something like that. And um, when he said that, I was like, 
the difference is I think Kendrick is a better he's easier to promote because they said he makes better songs. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah. But and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kendrick is is Lupe is putting the box and Kendrick's box is bigger than Lupe's as far as like the reach he has, and that's what I got from that. And uh, Lupe is is a is basically saying, um, I'm a better lyricist than him. Never paid attention, so I, I'm interested to hear what you guys got to say about that. You want to go first? <laughs> man, y'all so polite, man. <laughs> Would you like it? <laughs> well, let's, you, uh, sir. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about this thing that you posted in the Slack, Tommy. What's that? Um, where you posted about the, the lyricism from that complex article that yeah. you were just alluding to a second ago. Um, just this one little paragraph. I'm going to read this little section. It just says, Fans often conflate lyricism with assonance or double meaning alone. But lyricism speaks to a gumbo of factors such as technical rhyming prowess, sustained, uh, metaphor and simile, wordplay, storytelling, and the ability to evoke with simplicity. Examples of strong lyricism can be seen with both the bluntness of a 21 Savage or YG, as well as the wizardry of Lil Wayne or Royce the 5'9". Is evident in lines that hit you like a ton of bricks, as well as bars that fly over your head on first listen. Lyricism can be the gift that shimmers on arrival or begs you to dig for the diamond in the rough. Just about every MC worth a damn excels at some form of lyricism or another. And I thought it was important to read that piece just to kind of give you a um, an idea of, I guess, how broad that mm-hmm. word is because um, you you get people who say oh this rapper is lyrical this rapper is lyrical you get that kind of a feel from people sometimes when they're talking about certain rappers um, I like this dude because he's lyrical and it's like mm-hmm. what does lyrical fucking mean and how, who are you excluding when you use that word because in order for you to use it as a category you have to be pushing people out to keep people in um, yeah. and I thought it was important that they listed people like 21 Savage or YG because I think most of the time, you wouldn't think of those niggas as lyricists. Nope. You would think of those niggas as just rappers who make songs. But I think that that has to do with, it has to do with like elitism in hip hop amongst people who write. Um, and the types of things that they employ when they're using their, their lyrics, when they're writing their lyrics. So they're using different poetic devices or they're using a broad vocabulary or they're using, like they said, assonance, which is just rhyming a bunch of vowel sounds, mm-hmm. um, multi-syllabic rhyming and shit like that. Um, but I don't think that that's, I don't think that's fair. I think it's, I think what they said in this article in their little excerpt was very fair because it includes a bunch of people and it says how different all of these things can be. And it, it kind of speaks to what we were talking about with Kendrick Lamar versus Lupe Fiasco and how Tommy said Kendrick's box is bigger. So it's like we're judging him based on a lot more things than just one area. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lupe, it's like he kind of is like that that nigga in the, the like lyrical <laughs> box. <laughs> like <Right. laughs> nigga that is focused on doing everything that he can, like using all of the 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 things that we just talked about in that excerpt 
as much as possible, as often as possible, like, and continuing to do it for as long as he can. Um, similar to like a Black Thought or, mm-hmm. or Royce the Five Nine shit or Eminem or somebody like that. Those people are people who like take their shit seriously and they are always sitting there writing. That's not to say that like Kendrick Lamar doesn't. Because I think that Kendrick Lamar does an excellent job doing the same thing. But I think that he's also burdened with trying to make a song that sounds good to motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to I make heard, a hit. Yeah, I've heard the same thing from um, In a Different Light from Big Crip being a producer and a rapper. And him talking about like how I'm free to really focus on rapping if I don't produce the beat. Mm-hmm. If I'm making the beat, that means I got to put all my energy into the beat. Then I got to come back to it and try to recapture that energy to write to this motherfucking beat. Mm-hmm. And it it makes me like have to split my talent. But if I'm just making the beat, I can put all my energy into the beat. Then I ain't got to worry about it no more. Somebody else writing on this shit. Or if I'm just writing the lyrics, writing a song to the beat, I don't have to worry about making the beat. Mm-hmm. I just catch the wave that these niggas already made and then I just go in and do what I got to do. And I get to do things differently. I get to hear things that I didn't already take care of by making the beat. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to entertain you with just words because I already did some of that shit with the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the same thing with Kendrick. It's like, I don't have to do as many things with my words because I'm doing other things with just like my vocal ability. Like, yeah. Lupe can't do some of the shit that Kendrick can do with his voice. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of niggas can't do a lot of shit that Kendrick can do with his voice. That nigga's a great, he has one of the best voices in hip hop. Because he can do a lot of shit with it. He can go up, he can go down, he can make it sound distorted, he use a lot of effects on it. He mm-hmm. just, that's an art in and of itself. That picking beats is another thing. Something that I would say in recent years, I would say Lupe's gotten better with that, but like over the course of his career, if you put it, you know, side by side to Kendrick, you're going to hear probably better beats that you fuck with on Kendrick projects. Yeah. It's going to be something that stand out that Lupe had that you'd be like, yeah, I really like that job. But for the most part, as far as consistency is concerned, you'll, he- you'll hear Kendrick doing a better job with that. And so I think it speaks to where Lupe is like, this guy's a better artist than me because it's, it's more that goes into artistry or this guy makes better songs than I do because it's more that goes into making a song than just like writing the good lyrics to mm-hmm. go with the song. Um, Honestly, I think of when I think of Lupe Fiasco, um, because I'm like a huge fan and shit, like I think of him as one of the people that is kind of untouchable, honestly, as far yeah. as like putting words together. Like I don't know too many people that can fuck with him. He just is that dude. He just really is. If you don't believe me, go check out murals and then shut the fuck up for disagreeing. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like it's he just is amazing. He's fucking wizard with the words. Like he, and the different things that he can do with the words, like speaking about two things simultaneously using the same words, like telling you two stories at the same time with the same exact words. It's crazy because yeah. it's stuff that you wouldn't pick up on unless you like for real, like listening for it. Mm-hmm. Like until you open that box and say, Ooh, people can do this thing. You're not looking for it no more. I mean, you're not really looking for that. But then, like, once you realize that that's something that people do, then you start to pick up on it. And you're like, oh, shit, this nigga be doing that shit. This nigga be doing that shit. And you hear the people who not doing that shit. And you're like, oh, this nigga can't do that. Or he doesn't know that he can do that yet. Mm-hmm. He hasn't started showing us that shit yet. 
And that's some of the things that I would say, like, gives Lupe the edge. It's like, I've heard some things from Lupe with, like, what he can do with words that I haven't heard from Kendrick. Like, I've heard Kendrick be a very excellent, like, technical rapper as far as, like, staying on the beat, coming in with all these different rhymes, coming in with nice poetic devices, and then using his voice to supplement all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's some of those other, like, deeper lying things that, like, a nigga who's writing for the sake of writing does (laughs) that I don't think that he necessarily does. Yeah. Um, So I kind of agree with Luke. I think Kendrick is definitely the one that I'm probably going to throw on his shit first. Mm -hmm. As far as, like, I just want, I'm in the mood to hear some Kendrick. Like, but at the same time, when I'm listening for, like, just excellent fucking writing, that's when I can throw off some Lupe and be like, yeah. all right, I'm going to catch some gems in this motherfucker. This shit might even teach me a couple of things about, like, what you can do with words. Yeah, um, yeah. Rather than just, like, it's going to entertain me and it's going to be dope to listen to the word. It's going to be like, I'm going to hear some new, mm-hmm. unthought of schemes and shit like that. It's, it's crazy. I wish the yeah. nigga could break some of the shit down to me because I'm sure <laughs> I'm missing things. But at the same time, it's like, the things I am catching give me just enough to come back to it. And right. be like, I fuck with this. I'm going to hear it again. But uh, that's pretty much my take, man. That's yeah. that's what I got. I'm going to pass that over to Steve. See what he got. <laughs> right, right. Steve, wait, 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 wait. Before you say <laughs> anything, Gray just broke it down in a way that I never, ever. Because it's like, with Lupe, I'm like kick push was dope. You know, that's my that's my my song that I go to when I think of Lupe. Um oh, yeah. but the instance of and, and this is strictly from a fan standpoint, I'm a fan of Kendrick. I like Lupe. You uh-huh. know, I don't, you know, I don't listen to Lupe like that, but I never thought to listen to how he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I you know. Kendrick is a, for me, is a better artist. Kendrick's music is what I'm going to choose first. I'm, to be honest, I'm probably not even going to choose to listen to Lupe, you know, at this point. But, I mean, I'm going to go back and listen to him now that we're talking about him, like like I always do. But um, if I had to choose, if I was going through the the catalog to just listen to something, yeah, I'm going to choose Kendrick before I choose Lupe. So I never thought about it in that sense. I appreciate that, man. So, Steve, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, before I, before I say anything, sheesh, <laughs> Greg just, man. Right. That's, that's really a slam dunk. Damn. Right. Uh, so a lot that, of, man. you know, a lot of what I may say will just be iterate, you know, reiterate. I'm trying to go down a different lane so that people may, people that may not understand what Greg was exactly saying will possibly understand. Um, first off, I'm going to ask a question. I think Lupe is the better lyricist. Uh, for mostly what G just said. Uh, but when it comes to the business part, <clears throat> who is the better artist, you know, then you're going to give it to Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Simply because, you know, like G said, he's going to, you know, he's focused on making the song uh, that you, uh, you know, piece by piece and with precision and, and putting that together. Whereas Lupe is, his focus is probably lyrics and, and not the entire, the entire song together. Uh, I'm, I'm going to use a couple different examples. One example I'm going to use is Fifth. 
Fifth isn't the best lyricist. But we know, like G say, we know Fifth can do it. But at a certain point in his career, he realized that lyricism wasn't going to get you the money making that song would. And then you heard songs like, you know, uh, Magic Stick and what's another one? <laughs> I just say Magic questions. Stick. Uh, 21 Questions, things like that. Because he understood like, all right. Yeah. yeah, he understood that, you know, you know, people that you have to have a complete song. So, all right, what do I put the bridge at? What do I put the hook? How do I tie this in together? How do I tell a story? Um, whereas Lupe's, and I'm not going to say, and that's not saying that Lupe didn't make hits because mm-hmm. uh, records like Kick yeah. Push, records like Hip Hop Saved My Life. Um, What's another one? Uh, lasers. I want to say it's something about uh, lasers. I can't think. Uh, what's it called? Fuck, 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 fuck. Superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Like if you listen to those records, they're incredible records. Uh, yeah. some of my favorite actually. But if you listen to them, they have such a story and such a you know, and and, and stuff uh-huh. is perfectly placed. But yet, if you listen to the lyrics, it's so, the lyrics are so. What's the word? I don't want to use the word complicated but so but they're put together in such a way that you can hear so many different stories yet it tells the whole story together that possibly it just goes over people's heads and at that point you may not want to you may be like yeah Lupe's cool he's dope but it's so much there so much technical stuff there so much that he's doing that the average person average listener may be like yeah I didn't get none of that I don't know how y'all got that out of there so to break it down, it kind of goes to like what Tommy just said. It kind of goes to who, who you are. You know what I'm saying? And not only who you are, but who you're a fan of. Because everybody loves Kendrick. And I kind of think that's what Lupe was saying as well. It's like, I don't think it's just the box, but I think it's also the the fact that Kendrick is widely loved and he's very popular versus uh, where Lupe is I'm not gonna say not as popular, but kind of he's in the he has his uh, core audience. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like when we had the discussion about currency. Uh, that currency is so dope, but yet you would think he would be bigger, but he isn't. Mm-hmm. Or any other rapper out there that we're like, man, this dude was. I think we talked about this once before. We was like, man, this dude right here is so dope, but we wonder why he wasn't. He never got bigger, mm-hmm. and most times it's because he didn't. He didn't see it how 50 saw it. You know, you have people who are lovers of the music and the music alone, and I want to put this out and I'll put it out my way, and they're going to enjoy it. I have my core audience, and I'm happy with that. Whereas you have some others where it's like, I love music, but I also understand that the music business is a business, so I need to make hits. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's solely what Kendrick is, but you can tell that he understands that as well. And I'm not saying that Lupe doesn't understand that, but you can kind of see that Lupe is more focused on, I'm going to make this music and I'm an artist, lyricist mm-hmm. first. So when we're kind of looking at the business, I, I think from a business standpoint, and it's not that I guess Kendra is more marketable because I would kind of see Lupe is more marketable. But if we're talking about songs, I would say that I would agree with Lupe 100% that Kendrick makes the better songs mm. because he's appealing to the masses uh, and, and and that's what you can tell he wants to do so when you hear um, 
What's the record from Kendrick? I just go. What do you say in the background? I can't remember. Uh, I, know, I know exactly what you, you I don't, know what I'm talking I don't about? remember the, the name of the song, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, talking about the one with Rihanna. Eh? Sure. Do it one more time, man. One more time for the people in the back. The slow record he had. Oh, that's uh, yeah. that's the one with uh, what's that nigga's name? Is his name? Uh, maybe someone. But yeah. uh, lovely. Uh, that's kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know when you see a record like that being made from Kendrick. Yeah, you see that made by Kendrick. You can tell that Kendrick, you know, that's not super lyrical song. This is yeah. That's Kendrick making a song that people are going to love and appeal to, and it's not the super lyrical song. Uh, Whereas, you know, yeah, that's more feeling based. Yeah, more feeling based. Whereas, you know, Lupe tugs at the emotions and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of how Fifth did, you know, Magic Stick and Twenty One Questions and thing like that. It wasn't about, you know, if you thought it was. Lyrical enough, it was about <laughs> do you like it? Does it yeah. make you feel a way? And are you gonna pay for it? That's right. the end of yeah. the day. So, man. but I, I will be honest, man. Lupe is just like G said, he's probably like when it comes to lyrics. And I know a lot of people are probably gonna be like, nah, bro, Kendrick is more lyrical. But if you sit down and listen to Lupe and what he does and the way he can rap forward and then rap backward and then sit there and rap and tell you exactly what he said in the midst of doing the story. It's just something incredible. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, you know, don't want that yeah. too much. So Yeah. Yeah. The it's consumer. Like got time for all that the shit. consumer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people don't want to think. They just want right, to they, they just want the record and want to feel it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, you know, hey, uh, you know, Snap music is was probably bigger than some of Lupe's records. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they contemporary. Right. Like, yeah. Man. Yeah. They music. just wanted to feel it, you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, while you while while Steve, while you were talking, I was thinking um my comparison of Lupe to the Spurs. I think oh, the Spurs are like the most boring team, but they're so mm-hmm. uh fundamental in what mm-hmm. they're doing. That's where their success um, they're able to win those championships and consistently go mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Man. And you look Liverpool at Kendrick. Boy, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> couldn't stand it. I take it, is- I take it just a little further. I would say, I, I shoot, I take it a little further because that was perfect because yeah. a lot of people yeah. hate the Spurs, but yet, you, you know, if you really know what you're looking at, you'd be like, man, that's some like incredible stuff going right. on. Right. People want the, you know, superstar stuff, but I go as far as, and, and I don't, and it's going to sound crazy, but I go as far as say, uh, Lupe would be more like, not the wins. Don't focus on that. But I say Lupe is more like a, um, a, a, a Floyd Mayweather. Whereas huh. Kendrick is more of, let's say, uh, I want to say Muhammad Ali, but I don't want to put him up that far because I don't want people to get the comparison wrong. But what I mean is Muhammad Ali was a showman. Mm-hmm. Even though he could do some things in that ring, but, he, you know, when he get on the mic and tell you, hey, I'm the baddest in the world, blah, 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 blah. You know, he, he tell you, and then he get in that ring and also show off while he's picking you apart. That's like I see that in wrestling. Yeah. Yes, I see that with yeah. Kendrick because Kendrick, we know Kendrick can float. 
Yeah. But at the same time, he can show at the same time, which what I mean is he can make that record, you know? And for Mayweather, a lot of people really hate Mayweather and think he's born, but if you look at it and see how he has perfected the show, the art of the shoulder roll, and also figured out the, you know, the name of the game, which is hit and not get hit, and you watch him work in that ring for all 15 rounds. Like, it's a sweet science in there that some people just don't get. And that's why I come with the comparison of Lupe is probably more of that Mayweather defensive style, being able to create a science and, and, and move and show stuff. Like, he don't really care if you enjoy it, although he wants you to enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh-huh. you know, as far as Kendrick is like, he can do it. But at the same time, you know, he understands that it's a business as well. We gotta, you gotta give a show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, you got analogy, G? <laughs> no, I think that's perfect, man. I should say perfect. I was like, we need one more. I'm gonna say Kendrick is like the Lakers too, man. So the show, Lake Show. Look at him. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. Don't bring them up again. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, they made it to the finals. So hey. I don't care yeah, what I'm at. trying to see this Celtics uh, Lakers finals, but anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like you my, can't you can't be like um, I don't I don't like the idea of necessarily pitting them against each other because I don't think that they're like in competition necessarily. Yeah, absolutely they do different. Which is kind of what they were saying in the article is that like in 2020, you mm-hmm. have so many different lanes for what is considered like a talent or successful in rap. Yeah, that. You don't have to just do one thing. They were talking about earlier in the article how, like, in the early days of rap with people like Nas, it was like you had to be, like, the nigga who was going to come up with the most, like, technically sound raps. It was like, if I got, he said, if I got to compete with, like, Big L, it's going to be hard type Mm -hmm. thing. Like, because that man is just really good at what he does. Mm -hmm. I think Lupe kind of came in on the tail end of that, going into a different era of, like, people making more of, like, feeling songs, like songs that made you feel something when they came out. Um, and so it was like he was already, he had already bought into that idea <laughs> before his career started. Mm-hmm. And I think he liked it so much, he just continued to do so. Um, but then you get other people who come in, like Kendrick comes in a lot later than Lupe does. And so at that time, he's grown up on different things. He didn't mm-hmm. grow up where like you had to be the lyrical monster to like be successful. He, nigga, Good kid, Mad City. They was talking about Jeezy. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was like, nigga, <laughs> Jeezy was a, a totally different beast. And that's not to say that Jeezy ain't lyrical. It's just mm. he a different kind of lyric. Right, this shit right. is like, he know how to hit you hard with shit. We talked about him at the top of the show. I'm hiding yeah. in the motherfucker right, right now. now. <laughs> in the shit right, right now. Like, now. You, you feel that immediately. You yeah. know what? You already know, okay, this is what I need to be right here. Right here, yeah. <laughs> this little feeling area right here. This is why I need to be hyped like this. But uh, that don't mean that Jeezy can't come and give you some more lyrical stuff that's not necessarily as much feeling based either. Like he can still come at you with something that makes you think a little bit more. Yeah, uh, that just kind of plays with your mind a little bit more than just like this is the mood I'm in, and I want you to be in that same mood. Yeah, yeah, uh, man, I'm with you on that. Oh, for sure. Like I said, man, Lupe, Kendrick. What was you finna say, Steve? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, Lupe and Kendrick, man, were two people that I never pitted against each other. 
um, what it says about rap in today for me is honestly, man, I always think about like, like the question, what does lyrical mean? And for me, I'm always like, it's the storytelling. Can I see a story? Like the song, the most, uh, the song Lil Wayne did, um, F them, F them good or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a very vivid <laughs> story that he's telling and I can see it. Um, you know, but you do have some rappers that only thing you're hearing is the beat and how their cadence against it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the only thing that matters is the cadence against it. Not what they're saying. Now you can understand, you hear everything that they're saying, but you don't care about it. But when a rapper can take you from a fire beat and telling a story that you care more about the story than the beat, and you got something there for me. Um, so, and that's how I feel like with Kendrick and like with Lupe, I just don't listen to him like that. But I used to when in his time, and I never thought of him as being uh, this lyrical genius like you broke down, Greg. Uh, you know, I never thought of it. What's the word? I never thought of, of rap being a lyrical skill like that because while you were talking, I was thinking like, damn, he's probably great at writing a letter, writing essays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, I always like to think of those niggas as like... Uh, Grammar nerds. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I never thought to think, okay, well, like these rappers are doing this and this and this. But in a nutshell, Lupe has everything in this small box, but that's not the only thing you need to be um, a top artist in in the industry, in the music industry. You need that lyrical and then for me in these days it's not even that you need that because you have mumble rap where the cadence is the only it's the important thing the cadence against the beat you have um the uh silk the shocker com- uh complex where you're just off beat you know <laughs> what i'm saying but it's dope for some reason you know um you do have those artists, like you have a lot of Southern artists now that you can hear this, uh, uh, the Southernness in their voice. And that's uh-huh. accepted now. Because if you if you think back in the 80s, New York was the, the place to be when it, when it came to hip hop. You know, mm-hmm. they the, the Southern, they thought of us as being country bumpkins, you know? Yeah. So it, it's in 2020 now, I think the South is a, one of the leading um uh areas or regions for the music industry period you know um especially rap coming out of atlanta uh florida um texas you know those are some of the bigger artists and uh yeah i think the debate between those two and for rap in today's time you can see you, the the spread has gotten larger and the focus has got has changed from what Lupe focuses on versus the whole industry as far as being an artist. Um, and I think that's important because it's, it's a certain, I think Royce the Five Nine or Freddie Gibbs, they talked about those things as well as far as mm-hmm. like 
being themselves and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to say about it. Um, yeah. So I think we, <laughs> I think we've had a great, I think we had a great conversation, um, about this man and, and, and where lyricism, the breakdown of lyricism, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to actually see that. And, and you guys broke it down a lot, uh, smoother for me to understand, you know, what comes into it. Because for me, like I said, lyricism was the storytelling, how the story made me feel in like what you guys were saying. Um, yeah. So that's all I got, man. Um, you guys got anything to add before I go ahead and thank the the people? I thought we was going to talk about, you know, how it is in 2020, but I guess we kind of got to that. Yeah. I mean, shoot, man, you can, hey, you got it, man. It's just, it's a bunch of lanes in 2020, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of ways to eat as a rapper right. in 2020, right. right? You don't have to, you don't have to compete in one category necessarily. Like you can find yourself over here. You can find yourself making music that sounds like a, a, a little Uzi vert. You could be mm-hmm. a, you could be a, a, a city girls in Miami. You can be mm-hmm. a mulatto in Atlanta. Yeah. You can be a Megan Thee Stallion. You can be a Cardi B. You can be a Dom Kennedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be a Rhapsody. Like you got all these different types of people in all these different places, man, doing all this different shit. You got people who kind of sing instead of rap. Mm-hmm. And then you got people who have mixed it so so well that you can't really tell the difference between the two. Like niggas like Future and, and Young Thug is like you can't tell the difference. You don't even know if this nigga sing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for me, I, I kind of you know don't even why I brought it up because I briefly wanted to say something about <laughs> how you can. It, one reason was one thing was. I didn't want to put them against each other. So I wanted to use analogies that didn't put like Mayweather will never fight uh, Ali. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely want to put them in, in that point where they would, you will never see them together. Cause basically it, it, and it kind of goes to what I want, want to say about the generation It's two totally different generations. Um, yeah. In mm-hmm. that time of Lupe's generation, you could, that's what <laughs> it was all about lyricism. And yeah. now in this current generation, like you have both said, it is so many different lanes that people just want to hear good music. And a lot of these young artists understand that. So what they do is they make music, mm-hmm. good music, whether it's lyrical or not. And then, you know, not to kind of pull Drake into it, but we've all heard that allegedly he doesn't write his raps. But as we can clearly see, people don't care. Mm-hmm. As if we were like, you know, if we were 10... 15, maybe 20 years ago in, in the rap game, people probably would really care and yeah. he'll probably be done. So, you know, as far as rap, you know, what rap is in 2020, I truly believe is in a good space. And I think right now is is how it should be, all about the music. No mm-hmm. one cares, man. If you're lyrical, awesome. If you just know how to make great songs, awesome. Right now, just like G said, it, it is a great time to be a music fan because there's so many lanes. Just like we've seen with this weekend, we've seen so many albums drop. Yeah. Just in hip-hop alone that we can have a, a, a that so many different fans can listen to whoever they want. You know, Dom yeah. coming out of the West with a whole different feel, whereas you had uh, ASAP Ferg, you know, 
his album, which is a whole different feel. And then you have even Wayne dropping yeah. um, all the way to, I'm trying to think of some other folks that dropped this week. It was just too many. Uh, <laughs> Mozzie. Uh, yeah, to Mozzie. And, and if you listen, Dom Kenny and Mozzie are two different lanes. Yeah. But yet, there's a fan for each one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's no longer village. like everybody gravitate to the one person. Uh-huh. It's now so split up and divided that it's like, hey, everybody can enjoy. So right now, man, stuff is great. Yeah. Stuff is real great. It, it's even greater for me because the heat going to the finals. It's yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I actually just saw that, man. Um anyway. Uh <laughs> guys, I appreciate you for listening to another episode of the Speaker Geekers podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel at 3 Amp Media Studios on YouTube. Um, follow us on Instagram at Speaker Geekers Podcast and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. And you can follow Steve at, at the great Steve O Steve. And you got Greg at instantly underscore G all on Instagram. Um, Go give us a follow, um, like, share, comment, um, hit the little bell on the YouTube channel so you get the notification. And uh, yeah, so that's all I have, guys. What do you guys have? Is it, if it's anything that I missed, um, now's the time man, to speak. Nothing, man. You missed nothing. I just I did want to give a shout out to my homie uh, Everett. He got a show. Well, he got a YouTube channel it's called Easy Del Fresco, where we did this. Uh, Past week, we broke down all these Kanye West records, man, like in bracket form. Mm-hmm. And I think niggas should check that shit out. It was a good discussion. All right. Um, other than that, that's it, man. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. Steve, you good? He good! <laughs> <laughs> hey, next episode, man, I'm putting the Miami Heat logo up, boy. We back right. in the finals! Without LeBron. Oh, shit. I see you. I What's see up? you. Yeah. I don't have Hey, this is kind of poetic, man. Not really. Like LeBron, LeBron faces <laughs> but what if he the beat but yeah. He probably will. I'm not upset about it because he might. <laughs> Shoot, that team is loaded. But, <laughs> hey, we got a good shot. But I'm just saying, like, the team we first mm-hmm. won the championship, yeah. he has to face in the finals. And That's Coach, and, and, and I'm so happy for Coach Spo because people were like, man, you know, people dog Coach Spo for, for so long, but you can tell that he can really coach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Jimmy Butler is – this is his first finals like ever. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at all the young guys like Chris Hero and, you know, so on and so forth who are on that team, Dragic, uh, uh, Crowder, who who now going to be in the finals. And then you look at the Lakers team and there's a couple people over there that I want rings to get rings too, except for Braun, as long as he's in a Laker jersey. I love you, mm. Braun, though. But, <laughs> you know, like AD and uh, Dwight Howard and well, Rondo, Rondo has a ring already. Yeah, that's yeah. my dog yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, but you know, you know, and a couple other folks on that team, like you're like, oh, man, I wish Boogie could have got a ring, but yeah. yeah, but you know, the fact that you know, it's a, it's a lot of first for a lot of people is an amazing time. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, he's uh, in the he's in the playoff heat game. Woo. Uh. I also yeah. want to give a shout out, man, to Trademark TV. Um, as Steve said in the beginning of the episode, man, um, he did a episode of uh, Top Five. 
yeah, yeah, on yeah. Trademark TV. So shout out to to Money Mark. He was actually on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, he did it. Friend of the us. show. Friend and of the show. Yeah, yeah. And so shout out to him, man. And uh, go uh, watch the video, Easy Dale Fresh. Go, go check that out. Um, his YouTube channel. We'll we'll link it below, and uh, we'll link also Trademark TV below. So um, absolutely. That's all I got, man. So I'm out, man. Peace. Peace. Peace out.